Good evening. Welcome back to We The People podcast. We have another episode for you. It's going to have, of course, three more um, segments. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and let's get into Amendment Number 10, Powers of the State and the People. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states. Are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. That is Amendment Number 10. We will be right back. Welcome back to We The People podcast. We have three segments, of course, again for you for tonight. And the three will be President of Chicago Teacher Union Opposed to School Choice Sends Son to Private School. Nancy Pelosi to run for re-election for her U.S. House Senate in 2024. And the final one is two people in custody for death of one-year-old after alleged exposure to opioids at daycare. So let's start with the first one here. President of Chicago Teacher Union opposed to school choice sends son to private school. The president of the Chicago Teacher Union, Stacey Davis Gates, has been under heat after it was revealed one of her children goes to private school, but she has openly opposed school choice. Reportedly, Davis Gates who was elected president of the Chicago Teachers Union in 2022 and also serves as executive vice president of the Illinois Federation of Teachers, enrolled her adolescent son in a Catholic high school in Chicago after openly speaking against private education. The union president sent a letter to union educators throughout Chicago on Thursday after the backlash started saying, Options for black students. There are families and entire black communities on this city's south and west sides are limited. While our fights and continued advocacy have secured more school resources in the inadequates remain alarming. She continued, not only are our classrooms the victims of compounded racism and redlining from decades past, but they are also struggling to recover from waves of school closings and disinvestment under previous mayors. Public and charter high schools in our black and brown neighborhoods are living and breathing examples of inequality. Nearly all lack of of thriving extracurricular activities, sports programs, wraparound services and other in, in, in other services that make for high quality neighborhood public school. Davis Gates, whose two youngest children attended public schools, said that her family decision was influenced in part by her son's desire to play soccer, which is not available at a 
at a high level at any public school near their home. The activist stated last year that having her children attend public schools helps to legitimize her position within the union and that she could not campaign public schools if this were not the case. Davis Gates wrote in a post to X, the social media form formerly known as Twitter, that school choice was actually the choice of racists. It was created to avoid integrating schools with black children. Ain't that like stu stupid while she decides to cover up for why she has her child in a private school when she's over here advocating for all kids to go ahead and be in public school that nobody should have an opportunity to go ahead and be in a private school. But here she is putting her own son in a private school and using the that he wanted to play soccer in the public school that he's in does not have a soccer program. And then she's trying to say that uh, having the opportunity to be in a private school is just making it to where it's, it's racist. Why is it they always do the do as I say, not as I do mentality? Why don't they just let people make their own choice of where they want their child to go to school? I think every person or every parent should have their own choice of whether if their kids should go to private school or to public school and also be able to have the funds go to what they desire rather than it's always having to go straight to only public school and not giving them the opportunity to go to a private school. It's enough already just because she's the head of a union. That's the only reason why she's fighting for just uh, everybody else to have their children to go to pri uh, public school. Well, here she is. She makes a choice to have one of her kids go ahead and decide to go to private school, but yet she's not going to allow anybody else to be able to have that decision to be able to use the money to go to another direction. It's not fair. That's all I can say on that part. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We The People Podcast. This is the second segment of tonight's episode, which has to do with Nancy Pelosi to run for re-election for her U.S. House Senate in 2024. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has said on Friday that she will be running for re-election for another term in Congress next November. The announcement comes after possible speculation of Pelosi retiring after serving in the House of Representatives for over 35 years. The 83-year-old announced her bid through a post on social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter. Now, more than ever, our city needs us to advance San Francisco values and further our recovery. Our country needs America to show the world that our flag is still, still there with liberty and justice for all. That is why I am running for re-election and, res and respectfully ask for your vote, Pelosi said. In 2022, Pelosi announced in a speech on the, on the House floor that she would be stepping down from Democrat leadership role to allow a new generation to take over. 
Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries has served as her successor since. Pelosi continues serving in Congress after stepping down and thus is the first speaker in almost 20 years to continue serving in Congress after leaving a, leaving a leadership role. The Democrat was first elected in Congress in 1987, became the first female speaker in 2007. In 2019, she regained the speaker's gavel. During her time in leadership, the 83-year-old led the Democrat Party during two impeachments against former President Donald Trump. Isn't that just ridiculous? She's 83 years old. She's already held, I guess you could say, the highest positions in Congress as being as not just a congresswoman, but also being the Speaker of the House. Everybody else that has ever been the Speaker of the House has gone ahead and um, has gone ahead and retired. Here's this individual. Like I said, she's 83 years old. She's going to run again. And what is she going to do? Be another one that's going to die in the in Congress? We do need term limits for a certain age that you need to get out. She already served 35 years of her life in Congress. How much more time do you need in there? You already done made a ton of money. You've also made a ton of money by giving your husband the opportunity to know see uh, private stuff to be able to somehow be able to put money into um, stocks and then just happen to know the right time to be able to step out and sell it all and make a giant profit. And this happens every single time. How in the world does that happen every single time? Nobody can be that lucky to try to make that kind of money. And yet here she is. She said she's going to step down, said she was going to retire, but then now she's going to go ahead and run for re-election on the sense of saying that it's for the flag, it's for... um. Justice for all, with liberty and justice for all. It's like, seriously, you don't believe in nothing like that. Because if you believed in that, you wouldn't have been spending your time once President uh, Trump had stepped in, trying to impeach him twice, tearing up his speech during um, uh, the, um, not the inauguration, the, um, darn it, I can't think. That's always happens in February every year. Uh Sometimes, you know, you just have words that, that skip you. Oh, the State of the Union. Showing disrespect like that, but yet you're going to sit here and say that it's for the flag, it's for justice for all, it's for the Americans to show that uh, we still got of America. She ain't nothing about that. She's a Democrat that don't care about you, don't care about the United States, only cares about trying to fill her pockets and continue to be in a position to continue to fill her pockets. It isn't about... Anything of anything of having to do for you, the people, or even me. So you guys got to start doing, making better decisions, picking people that are willing to do work for us. You got to remind them who they're in there for. It's not for themselves. And this is an individual that's out there trying to do it for themselves. You have to let them know their job is to serve us. They only are in that position because they're supposed to be leading us. We tell them what they're supposed to do. We tell them what they're supposed to be fighting for. It's not them doing it for the lobbyists or for any big giant corporation that gives them money. That's the reason why they keep staying in office. That's the reason why they end up dying in office. That's the reason why they, they end up being like there, like Joe Biden, where he was in there for 50 years, her 35 years, and obviously it's going to be a 40 plus years. 
That's the only reason why that continues to happen is because they're doing it to fill their pockets instead of doing it for the people. And then when they go up, want to get reelected, there's, they make it sound like they're doing it for the people. And all it is that they're doing is feeding you guys lies and you guys believe in those lies. It's time to find the people that do do it and do it for us. Welcome back to We The People Podcast. This is the third and final segment for tonight's episode. It is uh, two people in custody for death of one-year-old after alleged exposure to opioids at daycare. A one-year-old boy died and three other children were hospitalized after allegedly coming into contact with an opioid at a home-based daycare facility in Bronx, New York. On Saturday, New York police appeared at a press conference where they said that a child died and three others were hospitalized in critical condition after being allegedly exposed to opioids at Divino Nino Daycare in Kingsburg, Bronx. Authorities stated that the that they received a 911 call from the daycare on Friday just before 3 o'clock p.m. reporting that there were three unconscious children According to the new to the NYPD, when investigators arrived at the scene, they found a one and two year old and an eight month old all unconscious, and they revealed that they'd been exposed to unknown opioids. Additionally, to the three victims and the investigators had discovered another two year old boy who had gone home less than an hour before their arrival was found by his mother to be acting lethargic and unresponsive. Reportedly, all the children had eaten something at around 1 p.m. and then took a nap. After the after the nap was when workers of the daycare went to wake them up and found them to be unresponsive. All three children were unresponsive and demonstrating symptoms of opioid expo- exposure. Narcan was administered to all three children in an attempt to save their lives, they said. Mayor Eric Adams also spoke at the press conference held earlier on that day after the incident. This crisis is real. It is a real wake-up call for individuals who have opioids and fentanyl in their homes. Adams said, Our hearts break for the, for these families that are involved. According to NYPD Chief De- Detective Joseph Kenny, who... Kenny, when the police department executed a search warrant at Divino Nino Daycare, they uncovered a kilo press, which is typically used by drugglers when packing large amounts of cocaine. Pictures of the daycare were released where they reportedly show an open box of Lucky Charms cereal with other food near the sink and a bag of Lay's potato chips precisely close to the stove burner. There are so there are also several plastic bo- water bottles in the sink, and bags of popcorn are scattered around the microwave. 
sounds extremely weird that they obviously they weren't paying attention to what was going on at this daycare. Nobody was uh, taking the time to see that this daycare was fo was following the rules and operating in, in a coherent fashion and following the rules. This has a lot to do with, you know, they're uh, in a state that is more worried about going after Donald Trump, more worried about wanting to see what happens to the De Democrats, more worried about wanting to see um, illegals be allowed to be in the United States. Uh, you also have a mayor that doesn't uh, take... Um, uh, what's it called? Not take matters in his own hands, but doesn't see that his his city is unsafe to live in because they allow all the um, all the evil to take place, and this shows that nobody's afraid of the afraid of the law because they know they're not going to get prosecuted. And that's why this daycare is doing what they're doing. That's why they end up having oil. As you can see, they're possibly even selling drugs out of this place. How, what kind of deal is that? And that's the reason why for you people that live in New York State or even New York City that um, have conservative values, you ought to get out of there and start living in a state that actually has values, has uh, backs the police so that way nothing like this can take place, that you are protected, that, you, that violence isn't allowed, because that's what this is. This is allowing violence. This is allowing people to say, oh, I can do whatever I want because I'm not going to get prosecuted for it. Nothing's going to happen to me. That's what goes on in a, in a Democrat city or state, unlike a Republican state where they're like, no, you're not going get to get away with that. We will prosecute you if you do wrong, and especially if you're trying to hurt children like these individuals. You shouldn't be operating a daycare or being around children, especially when you're over here selling drugs and not keeping the place clean. As you can, as you can see, what was said there that uh, potato chips being right by the stove of the burners, where a child can get injured, plastic bottles being in a sink. It's just obviously it wasn't maintained, taken care of, and nobody was going in there to, uh, from the government checking to make sure that they were operating in the correct manner that they should have. It was just being passed over. And that's what continues to happen when you're allowing people to do whatever they want and not having law being enforced. You guys have a great evening and a good night, and God bless America. God bless you. God bless our men and women that serve our country, the police department, the fire department, and of course, the men and women that are doctors and nurses, they all put their lives every day in harm's way for us to make sure that we all survive.